Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Long Live Hollywood Podcast. My name is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. God bless you all, folks, and welcome. So for this episode, I'm going to talk about the movies that I picked up recently. And then after that, I'm going to talk about the new Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City trailer that just dropped not too long ago. And then I'm going to end the episode with my review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Okay, that's what I have for you guys for this episode. So let's kick it off. Okay, so I've only picked up one movie. And that movie is Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue is an anime. So Perfect Blue tells the story of a woman named Meemaw. Meemaw is a pop singer. She's incredibly popular. All the men love her. All the men adore her. They simp after her. Uh, She has an incredible career. She is a rock star, if you will. And then out of the blue... She announces her retirement, which was shocking. She is going from a pop star to an actress. She decides to become an actress, a movie actress. So Meemaw goes home one day and she hops on her computer. She discovers that someone has created a fan page of of Meemaw. She didn't know what a fan page was. But she quickly discovered what it was, and she found it flattering. Some person out there bringing public awareness to Meemaw. A big fan. Harmless, right? But then, that person, whoever he is, starts to follow Meemaw a little bit more closely. And he would even pretend to be her tricking her fans thinking that he is Meemaw. He would say something like, Hey fans, today I woke up at 7.45 and had pancakes and eggs, right? The scary thing is, Meemaw, the real Meemaw, actually woke up at 7.45 and had pancakes and eggs. And then the guy would say, "Uh, today." And then at 12 noon, I took a bus to the library the actual Meemaw took a bus to the library so the guy whoever he is he's stalking Meemaw no matter what she does he will document that on the fan page creepy huh the person would know the precise time and day Meemaw would take a shower what time she got out of the shower what's in her wardrobe her bus route How much money she would spend in a day. Everything. This guy knows everything about Meemaw. And as Meemaw continues on with her new life, with her new career, she begins to realize that specific people, important people around her, start to die in very horrific ways. I must say, this is one of the most violent animes that I have ever seen. So not only is she dealing with a stalker, She's dealing with a killer. Now, this is just a taste of the movie, guys. The movie is much deeper than this. It also deals with Meemaw struggling with fame. It's a very trippy movie. You really have to pay attention to the dialogue. It took me a couple of viewings to understand the movie. 
Um, I don't want to speak too much more about the movie. I just want to tell you guys enough to spark your interest. I really enjoyed it. I now have two copies of the movie. I have a standard Blu-ray copy, and now I have a Steelbook Blu-ray copy. I think it's a really good anime. Again, it took me a couple of viewings to really understand it, and I, I think it's it's worthy of a of a watch. Perfect Blue. So, moving right along here, Resonance Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. So, this movie is going to be theater exclusive, meaning it's not going to be on Netflix or any streaming platforms. What's interesting is there have been two trailers that's been released for this movie. I think a day apart. I, I, I believe a day apart. Two trailers. Two slightly different trailers. Slightly different tones. So I don't know how I'm going to break this down. Should I talk about one trailer and then the next one or kind of merge them together because they kind of came out at the same time? The two trailers pretty much show the same thing. However, what is obvious is the movie will be dealing with the events that happened in Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. You got the mansion and police station in one movie. They're merging those two locations together for one movie. And right out of the gate, I can see this movie being extremely bloated. Uh, the, the, the trailers, they, first of all, just just looking at the trailers, the movie itself really looks low budget. It looks like a a low budget fan made movie that you would see on YouTube rather than in theaters. The characters are a bit off. You got Hannah John Kamen as Jill Valentine, which is not a bad idea. It's not a bad choice. I can see her as Jill. Uh, she doesn't really bother me. I can see her as a version of Jill. Maybe not the definitive Jill's choice, but a version of Jill. That's not a terrible choice. I'll tell you what actors that really bother me. Playing their characters. The guy who plays Leon and the guy who plays Wesker. Those two guys really bother me. Leon looks incredibly off. I don't know anything about law enforcement when it comes to dress code and uh, overall appearances, but I have never seen a male police officer with long hair. I've seen buzz cuts, I've seen bald heads, and I've seen overall short hair. Leon looks like cosplay. He looks like a 19-year-old in a Halloween costume. <laughs> Leon just looks off. You know, his his whole appearance just looks like like, you know, it looks like cosplay, something that you would see at San Diego Comic-Con. We do have Chris Redfield. The guy who plays him looks like a decent choice for the part. We have Claire Redfield, a choice that I kind of don't agree with, but it's nothing to lose sleep over. Who else? Uh, I already said Jill, Claire, Leon. Um, The character William Birkin is in here as well. The guy who plays him, I'm fine with. We do have William Birkin's daughter, Sherry. She's in the movie as well. Uh, who else? Oh, Wesker. Wesker. Let me talk about Wesker. Tom Hopper. He is one of the actors in the Netflix show The Umbrella Academy. Number one, guys. 
he is too young for, for the part, too young to play Wesker. Wesker is definitely an older character. Wesker is what, kind of a mid 40s to early 50s uh, character. And Tom Hopper, he's definitely in his mid 30s. If you ask me, I would have accepted a D.H. Kevin Bacon. As crazy as that might sound, a D.H. Kevin Bacon, he has the voice, he has the acting chops. I would have took a D.H. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I don't know if they did not have the budget for de-aging technology. And I know and I don't know if Kevin Bacon was in the conversation for Wesker. But Kevin Bacon was kind of my first choice for Wesker. Moving away from the characters for a while, okay? Let's move away from the characters. They're going to utilize both the police station and the mansion in the same movie. I love those locations. I do. Don't get me wrong. But in the same movie? Guys? We are going to have pacing issues. No doubt. I'm guessing the movie is going to cut back and forth, back and forth, back and forth uh, between the mansion and the police station because all the characters are in the movie. You got Jill, you got Claire, you got Leon, you got Chris, you got Wesker, you got pretty much every major, just about Resident Evil character. Two main locations. There's a ton of stuff that happens in the main and the mansion and also in the police station. A ton of story between uh, both locations. There's a ton of story here. What's that runtime looking like? Is it going to be a 95-minute movie? Is it going to be a 125-minute movie? A 150-minute movie? We, we are going to have pacing issues. Are they going to give every character backstory? Does the movie have the runtime for character development? This kind of reminds me of Justice League. Not the Zack Snyder one. Not that one. The first one. You have all these characters... Superman, Batman, Cyborg, all of these characters in a two-hour movie. Ridiculous. The mansion, it did look a lot smaller than the mansion in the video, in the video game. Maybe they're condensing the mansion in, considering, in consideration of the runtime. Maybe they can't show off every room, every location, every single monster. There's a lot of monsters in, in, uh, in, in the mansion. You know, you got the you got Yon the snake, you got Neptune the shark, you got the big giant tarantula thing, uh, you got hunters, you got crimson heads, you got all kinds of monsters in the mansion. Same thing with the police station. Will the police station show off every monster? Probably not. Who knows? But anyway, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City releases in theaters on November 24th, 2021. Let's get to the big review. Venom Let There Be Carnage. Venom Let There Be Carnage is directed by Andy Serkis. Boy, is this a long time coming, this movie. How do you screw this up? How? Venom, let there be carnage. You you have a movie with Venom and Carnage. How do you screw this up? 
Let me start with the things that I liked. Number one, Carnage, the actual symbiote, not the character of Cletus Cassidy. When Cletus turns to Carnage, when when Carnage is on screen and he's in action, it's wonderful. If you had any doubts about the character of Carnage and maybe you were wondering what what the character would be like on screen, will they do him justice? Will, Will Carnage be cool? I think for the most part, you're going to love Carnage. He easily carries the movie. Um, if you are a person that wanted this movie to be rated R, I think you'll still enjoy it. It being PG-13, it really does push the PG-13 rating. There's not that much blood in the movie, but the movie is still violent, I think. Quite a bit of swearing, which really pushes the PG-13 rating as well. I think you'll be okay with the movie being PG- PG-13. I really do. My biggest problem with this movie, and I knew this was going to be a problem, no-brainer, this was going to be an issue, the runtime, the 95-minute runtime. I don't know what the decision was behind this. Did the studio simply wanted this movie to be 95 minutes long for the sake of being 95 minutes long? And as, and as a consequence, we now have a movie that has pacing issues. The story moves extremely fast. Every scene is over very quickly. The movie opens very randomly. It seems like there should have been a it, it, it seems like there should have been a 10 to 15 minute scene leading up to the begin to, to the beginning of the movie. The movie opens with Cletus in jail uh, talking to his girlfriend and the movie is starting to set some things up right away. And already I'm like, how did we get here? Because, again, you know, the first scene just just opens really randomly. And I'm like, how did we get here? I feel like there was a 10 to 15 minute scene that should have been before this one. (laughs) And that's how it was throughout the entire movie. Every other scene, I was asking myself, were there supposed to be a scene between these two scenes? As if the movie is taking out the wrong scenes. You know, I know movies, they have to remove scenes and edit things down. It seems like the movie was taking out the wrong scenes. The movie is very short. The story moves way too quickly. So quickly, in fact, if you are a person that usually gets up and goes for a refill on your popcorn or Diet Coke or bathroom, you might miss a lot. Woody Harrelson as Cletus. The trailer really made me think that he was a solid choice to play Cletus. However, watching the movie from from the beginning, I said, okay, he's a solid choice. All right. But as the movie went on, my thoughts began to diminish very quickly. Not only did I think Woody was perhaps not right for the part, he seemed to be struggling to play a psychotic character is what looked is what what it looked like his performance didn't seem believable it was um how can i explain this if you look at daniel craig 
and James Bond, Daniel Craig and James Bond. Daniel Craig's performance is not only good, he embodies the character of James Bond. He disappears into the character. You don't see Daniel Craig on screen. All you see is James Bond, right? He really embodies the character of James Bond. And I think it's a shame, really, because if they would have cast the perfect actor to play Cletus, that would have brought the house down. Cletus is basically Marvel's Joker. And fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, Cletus is based off of Joker. That Joker is the inspiration of Cletus. That is the creation of Cletus. Fun fact for you. And if they would have cast the perfect actor to play Cletus, I think you would have had a, 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 a Heath Ledger performance or maybe like a Joaquin Phoenix performance. Such a missed opportunity. Cletus could have been phenomenal. Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is still great. If you enjoyed him in the first one, you're going to love him again here in Let There Be Carnage. If you enjoyed Venom, the symbiote, and you enjoyed his sinister comedic dialogue the first time around, you're going to love him again in the sequel. One thing, though, there was a scene that kind of bothered me. So Venom, the symbiote, he went to a rave. And the people around him thought it thought he was a guy in costume, a guy in cosplay. How do you confuse Venom, who looks like who looks clearly like an alien? How do you confuse that with a guy in costume? That's like confusing Godzilla with a giraffe. <laughs> like, is that a giraffe? No, that's a giant dragon. I don't know. That was kind of stupid. He clearly looks like an alien. He's not a guy in costume. I would have ran for the hills. But bottom line, guys, the only thing that I loved about this movie was the action from Carnage and the action from Venom, the action in general. The CGI was pretty decent as well. I did enjoy the hand. Uh, excuse me. I did enjoy the hard PG-13 rating. The movie should have been about 20 minutes longer. Very short uh, runtime. The movie story goes way too quickly. Pacing issues all around. It seems like scenes were cut out of the movie. It seems like uh, there needs to be a definitive version of this movie that needs to be released on 4K and Blu-ray. I do think so. A director's cut, if you will. So I'm giving Venom, Let There Be Carnage, a C. A C minus. C minus C. I'll give it a C. A straight C. And that's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Do nice things for each other. And good things will come to you. I promise you. Take care now. Bye-bye.